0: Good morning. It's Tuesday, and you know what? It's raining again. I feel like I'm back in Seattle or maybe London. Uh, Hot rain. I wanna know who has had anxiety in their life and who noticed that it was worse in menopause, because I wanna talk about anxiety. Um, my experience with anxiety, so I had um, when I was in my tw- late 20s, I had my son, and he was perfect, right? So I had this little baby in 1993, and he was absolutely perfect, and then sometime in uh, late 1994, he stopped walking. was like having all this pain when I changed his diaper. so he's just just a baby. Then his eyes started looking funny, so I took him to the hospital, and he got diagnosed with a really weird form of leukemia that was affecting his central nervous system. And that started us on path of hospitals and doctors and operations through his his whole life. He's 26 now. So I had this fear while he was getting going through his treatment. I always had this fear that he was going to die. He... He almost did a few times, but I think my my will to keep him alive was stronger, so I learned how to push down all those fears but I was one of those moms when you when I went to the doctor I had a list of questions this long and then I was always just really um, anxious just really anxious about everything and and um, so I'm you know I'm kind of going back in the, to the 90s in my head and then once he got better then I started medical school so the reason I told the story is not for sympathy, I tell you the story because that was kind of the first time I experienced what I would call like crippling anxiety, because every thought was, "Is he going to die? Is he going to die? Is he going to die?" And what I had to do and I wish I'd known this what I know now, what I you know back then, but I, I know this now the thing is is that oftentimes we worry about things that we can't control. And that was definitely something with my son. And, and if I had to do it over again, I mean I wouldn't, but if I had to, uh, I would change a lot of things. It would change the way I fed him, I would change you know everything I know now. But at the end of the day, he made it through it. But I bring up the example because he because I still worry about him. he still got illnesses and whatnot. And, um, and so how do I manage that? So if, if you've heard me talk about thoughts and how our thoughts shape our reality uh, in the past, you'll know that um, I often use a phrase that I first learned from Oprah, and that is, what you think about expands. So the more you dwell on something, the more true it's going to become. And just like with anxiety, the problem is, is, is just saying stop it doesn't work, right? Right. So there's that Bob Newhart, uh, Stop It. If you get a chance after this, go watch it, because um, it's really funny. I mean, this woman comes in for psychological help, and he just tells her to stop it. So, <laughs> stop it! It's very funny, um, but it's not, it, it may not be enough. And so I think, I think when it comes to anxiety, where it's just obsessive and compulsive, uh, the thing to do is to learn a little bit of mindfulness, and the way you do that is um, you pick one thing. You pick a thought. And then that thought, you use it as a trigger to change your thoughts. So you, every, time, um, every time I look at every time I, I, my, my thoughts go towards, um, we'll, use, we'll use me as an example, every time my thoughts go towards the death of my son, I turn that thought into how happy I am to be alive and gratitude for the time I have. So if you, can take, if you can take that bit and then turn it around, and you have to start small. you got to start with something, and you have to also believe that you can do it. So there's, those are two prerequisites, and you got to start with something that, that is small. But, but training your mind can take time. Training your mind uh, is, is a process. And when, when we've had these thoughts that they've been going on over and over and over in our head, they start to become beliefs, whether or not they're true. And the other thing to do, especially in anxiety, is to examine the story that you're telling yourself around, around that bit. Like, why, why is it, you know, why, why do I have this anxiety? Why am I afraid of going on, on the freeway when I've never had a problem with my driving? Where'd that come from? So for me, that, that actually was something. My mother was deathly afraid of driving on the highways. And so when I started driving, I was deathly afraid of driving on the highways until I wasn't. I was like, why? This isn't, it's not that hard. <laughs> so um, so that's what I have for this. I want to hear your thoughts. Why don't you, uh, if you could put put your thoughts in the comments and let me know what you think. And what you do? What do you do to manage your anxiety? Remember the the parable of the second arrow, right? So, anxiety is almost like shooting a second arrow at yourself. And if you haven't heard me talk about it before, one of the um, it comes from the Buddha. <clears throat> and one of excuse me, and one of the uh, Buddha's disciples goes to him and says, "Lord, what do I do about this pain?" And the Buddha says, "Well, if um, if I were to shoot you with an arrow in your arm right here, would it hurt?" And he's like, yes, it would hurt, of course. if I shot you there in the exact same place again with another arrow, would it hurt? He's like, yes, it would hurt, of course. It would probably hurt more. And then the Buddha says to him, why do you shoot yourself with the second arrow? I think anxiety is like the second arrow, but but I think we have a lot less control over it. What do you think? I want to hear your thoughts. Anxiety can be, it it could be something that, that women... It gets worse for women in menopause. And, and women, women in menopause tend to, um, t- tend to start having more anxiety, and I don't, know, I don't really know why that is, except for the, probably just the loss of estrogen. So what I'd like to hear from you, there is something called the pause that I don't think we get taught enough. I think, I think if we were to teach the pause to, to our elementary school children, I think we would have m- fewer... Uh, conflicts as these people grow up, and we would end up with few few boisterous blustery people like Trump politics aside the the man the man 's a buffoon in in many ways just the way he acts and I think because he, he's he's like an entitled um, he comes off as kind of an entitled um, prep school guy, right so the pause is simple, and you can do it anywhere, so all you do is you sit. You sit comfortably. Take your hands, put them on your lap. Palms up, palms down, doesn't matter. And then you just sit. Okay, so is everybody sitting with me? I'm going to I'm going to do this and I want you to do it with me. But I'm only going to do like 3. So you do you take and you just take 10 deep breaths. Now my dog is uh, looking coming after me. So but what that'll do, and if you do if you can do even just the three just that I just did right now, it just calm down everything. Calm down my nervous system, calm down my head. So if, if if you're starting to feel anxiety in your place where you can do it, you can stop and take a few deep breaths. And that will help. Awareness to the to, to what's happening is like the first key to that. And if if you see, if you, you're starting to understand what what is happening? Then you can um, begin to begin to manage it by learning to take deep breaths. Christine has a grandson who had liver cancer, and it's it's just really hard when. Um, and I think I think he had a transplant, so he's on immunosuppressing drugs for the liver transplant, um, and they come with their own set of problems, but. Um, not having a liver is a bigger deal and so what it's just it's just really hard um, to have to have a kid you know one of your children or grandchildren have uh, have a chronic uh, life-threatening disease like a cancer or even you know crippling asthma i mean there's just so many things uh, that can affect our children now that it's it's hard Uh, you know if you want to find peace um, that's our responsibility and the thing is, is that um, oh, he's had two transplants, two liver transplants, so he's he's been sick. But our piece is our own responsibility, and we we're um, we're responsible for our thoughts, and but we and we can control them. And so when you find that the anxiety is going, making you go wacko, um, then you can try the pause. And all you do is you just sit, and you just take three or ten, ten deep, deep breaths. All right? You don't want to slow down your breathing too much or anything, because I mean, that'll take, I mean, I can do ten breaths and sometimes five minutes maybe long, longer if I, if I breathe really slowly. Um, but all it does is calm down your nervous system, and it's, the, the thoughts are still going to be there. The thing is, is that now we get into a thought, you know, a, a discussion around what is identity and who are we, and that—that's you know—that's much deeper, um, you know. And the question is: Are we, are we our body, are we our mind, or are we something else? And I think that I think that Christ taught that we are something else. And I think that his teachings have been kind of—it's been a couple thousand years. So uh, if if you if you've seen one. Um, one of those uh, shows where, where they, or one of those, it's like a party trick where uh, somebody says something on one end of a line and then you find out what happens on the other end of the line, right? So somebody says, uh, hey, I need to go uh, to, to the football field to watch football and I need to make phone call. By the end of it, the, it's going to be, hey, I won the football game, did you hear? Maybe, right? Maybe you're gonna you're gonna know you're gonna get uh, football in there, or maybe you're gonna get a phone in there. But um, at the end of the day, translation through even just through twenty people um, is not perfect. So when you look at the teachings of Christ and what the churches and the religions have done with it, um, you think about just through twenty people over a, ser- a series of. Three to five minutes. Um, think about how much it's changed since then, especially since you know the Gospels were written and the whole, all the the whole Bible was written hundreds of years after his death. Um, but anyway, I'm not trying to get into a religious debate. What I'm trying to say is that Christ taught that we're not our bodies, we're not our minds, we are something else. Buddha taught that how to get how to how to deal with suffering. Right? He understood what suffering was, but not just Buddha, not just Christ. Uh, not just Muhammad. There's people in that state right now who are here to teach us that we're not our bodies, we're not our minds, we're something bigger. So when we start to think about that, you know, I never thought I was going to, you know, go into spirituality or even have a spiritual practice once I kind of I kind of rejected Christianity for a while in my life, and then and then I brought it back. The, the thing is, is that going on a spiritual path and learning, learning that the universe has always got our backs and that there is this field of uh, infinite potential that all we have to do is reach out and, and whatever we need will come to us. It's crazy the biggest thing I can say is that in terms of dealing with anxiety is to start some sort of a spiritual practice um, and whatever it works for you. If, if you're Catholic, then you can go to mass every day. There's a mass every single day that you can take communion. Um, if you're Catholic or if you are uh, Protestant, then um, there are prayer books that you can use as a way to uh, have a spiritual practice. Um, if you're neither, Like me, now I'm kind of neither, there's plenty of um, apps out there to help you learn how to meditate uh, and get in touch with your higher self. But there is a higher self, which I was very surprised because I was such a skeptic. I'm still not huge on organized religion because I think that it's um, mostly through the ages has been a way to control people and get people into wars, but uh, that's history, right? but a spiritual practice can be something as simple as sitting down and reading a meditation uh, every day, and not not you know a meditation from um, uh, from Marcus Aurelius, say, which is you know he was a Stoic emperor of um, of Rome, way way back, or um, or reading a book like this, Success Affirmations by Jack Canfield. Love this guy. All right, and that's something I do one of these every week. That's something. So a spiritual practice is um, is whatever you want to make it. You just sit. One lady said in the Facebook group, I think, um, said that she tried meditating once and heard a voice, and so she didn't want to do it again. But what if that voice really is the higher self? Because sometimes you do hear it, they call it the still small voice, and maybe the voice isn't so still and so small. But opening up a spiritual practice I think, is the antidote to anxiety because that's where you find all the truth. Okay, everybody just get still. Just kind of sit. Okay, it's going to be a quick one. It's going to come off the top of my head, so it's going to be completely spontaneous. All right? All right, so get still. Hands in your lap, eyes open. Soft focus. Deep breath. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Just take a few slow, deep breaths. Now, with the next out-breath, close your eyes. If you have thoughts, just let them pass. Don't identify with them. Let them go by just like clouds in the sky. Focus on your breathing. Follow your breath, in and out. Know that each breath is different, just as each moment of now is different. Pay attention to the sounds you hear, any smells, tastes if you're drinking coffee or Now, just bring your attention back to your body. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Okay, how was that? So, now we've had a little meditation session. It was short and sweet. I feel better. How do you feel? Yeah, so, and you can do that. This is what's available to you. And so, if you had anxiety before that, if you had some thoughts that were kind of going on do, is it better now there's the question is it is it better now or is it not better because you have you have this at your disposal all you have to do is sit and focus on your breathing it doesn't have to be something fancy it doesn't have to be a prayer it doesn't have to be anything so you guys this is this is available to you and all you have to do is just sit and and I mean, I, I do this twice a day because life, life can be overwhelming. Life can be overwhelming and it can cause, cause all sorts of you know, anxiety and whatnot. Yeah, see, your racing thoughts are calmed. Now, there's another way to deal with anxiety that we didn't talk about, and that's exercise. Now, remember, as we age, one of, one of our jobs is, is at moving our bodies. We have to move our bodies. That's something we have to do. Because if we don't, then we're going to get old and we don't want to get old. The other, the, but that the, ne- the other, the other side of it is is to have is to have some sort of exercise practice, and uh, the women who are in my menopause movement membership, they get an exercise challenge for the month every every month, and I've, I'm I'm so excited because I've I've just gotten the first month's content together because I'm a procrastinator at heart, and I put together the first month's content and. Uh, for some people like Lori, it might be might be easy, but for Michelle and Sam and me, who I, I haven't been exercising much, it's going to be fun to, to have something to do every single day of the month. So, but exercise is important because what we we want to make sure that we're moving our bodies, and um, there's a few ways we can exercise. We can walk. We can, if we're if we're healthy, we can run. We can do we can go to the gym and we can do um, we can do you know weightlifting and you know if we can afford a gym. Or there's, you know, oftentimes there's YMCA's in the neighborhood that, that aren't that expensive, um, but you can do weightlifting or swimming or what it was like. Oh, you know, machines at the at the gym. Those are those are that's one way to do it. Make time so your body wants to move. Okay, it's it's designed to move, and modern society is designed for us to sit. And so we have to strike a balance. And part of us, as we're aging, um, is is we have to find the time to do that. And I, I think I mentioned yesterday that my body wants to exercise. My my body is pissed at me because I haven't been. And the days that, like, like there's, I found this really, really massive hard hill that I walked up um, a couple days ago. I was so tired afterwards. I took the dogs and they were tired. And, um... And so I have to either, if I'm not going um, to do the machines or lift, weight, lift, lift weights, then at least walking up a hill is one way to, um, to get some cardio in and do some exercise. So um, I've been using my, my hip injury as an excuse, but really I've just been lazy. So I'm going I'm to kind of come on and be a little bit accountable here and just say I need to get back into my exercise. So you have to work in some time to move your body. It's so important just to, to get in there and move your body and, um, and make it a regular habit. Because the, the, what happens in aging is we get stiff. And, and from looking, you know, I, I, I used to do wound care in nursing homes. And those people that just lay in the bed all the time, they're like pretzels. They, you know, their their bodies get contracted and they just, they can't move, right? And so we have to keep our bodies supple. And so we, one of the things that I think can help is yoga. I don't love yoga, but at least it will, um, at least yoga will help us keep moving, right? It'll keep our, our, our joints uh, supple. And, and that's something we have to pay attention to as we age but at the end of the day you know sometimes you got to breathe hard and I've had um I've done I've looked at the research and uh for middle-aged women the best way to lose uh body fat around the middle is by um is by high intensity interval training but that shouldn't be done more than three times a week this week I'm traveling I'm going to Austin for a conference um and I will utilize the gym at the hotel but I need, to, I need some accountability. I need, I need to work with somebody to, uh, to help me keep going. And to tell you the truth, I mean, if you really want to lose, lose weight, it's diet, 80% diet, maybe 90. Um, you know, they say abs are made in the kitchen. If I ever see my abs, I'll be super happy. <laughs> right now, I still have mom body. Uh, and my son's 26. So I'm going to ask my team, because they watch all my videos, uh, to pull that out. And we can put it in uh, on the page as a meditation uh, for you guys. And we can just put it on the uh, page as a separate video uh, just to pull that part out of, out of the video from today. And, um, and then you can practice with that. That's one way. The other thing you can do is you can get the, um, the Headspace app. Um, Headspace has free a lot of free content. Um, And then I think the annual plan, I I mean, actually the lifetime plan was cheap. It was like $350 for a lifetime access, and he has daily meditations there. So if you like guided meditations, that's one way to do it. You know, at the end of the day, I've got, my, my goal is to help a million women manage menopause naturally, right? And the way to get through menopause is through learning how to manage diet, how you move your body, and mindset. And we teach that. We teach that in the menopause workshop that's coming up. So I hope you sign up for that at www.menopauseworkshop.com. And we teach that in our course, the signature course called the Minnow System, which is all about um, how to eat, how to think, and how to move. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about that in the workshop. If you want to join the workshop Facebook group, um, that's Menopause Workshop. All right. I'll also put the links to my books. Okay. That is, so I put in the link to the book and the sign-up for Menopause Workshop. But you can just click that link and you can get into the group. Um, the books are there, and Menopause Workshop opens again July 18th, all right? So if, um, if you haven't uh, signed up for Menopause Workshop, make sure you do. Um, you can get either the cookbook or the, um, the Ultimate Guidebook. And if you want a physical book, they're available on Amazon, both of them. And you just search uh, for Dr. Michelle Gordon as an author on Amazon, and that's how you can find my books and get them delivered to you. Um, They are on Amazon UK, I think, if you're in the UK. But I know there are some people who who are in the UK who got my books. So that's that's today, all right? And um, I encourage you to go out and try meditation, all right? Make sure that, um, you know, you just... Just focus on your breathing and let the thoughts go by, and that's that's the way to start a spiritual practice. the The other thing is go for a walk today, even if it's just 10 minutes. Get outside, go for a walk, and enjoy yourself with that. All right, start moving your body because your body was made to move, and so that's something that we have to do to um, manage our menopause symptoms as we age. Okay. And trust in a benevolent universe, because the universe has always got your back. There are no bad days. There are no bad days. Every day is a fantastic day, and some days I have to clean up shit. It's OK. So um, don't forget to join Menopause Workshop. All right? July 18th is when we start, and um, just I want to let you know that, that I'm, I'm traveling this uh, week, and then I come back, and then I'm traveling again with my family. We're going to Alaska. Um, so we're starting in Seattle, and then we're going to, um, so on, on July 6th, we're traveling to Alaska. And, uh, no, we're traveling to Seattle, and we'll be in Seattle for a couple of nights, and then, and then we're going to be in Vancouver uh, for several days, and then we're getting on a cruise ship, and we're going to do Alaska on a cruise ship. And I don't know what the time change is between now, <laughs> between uh, where, I, where I'm going to be, um, so I'll just make sure I come on live. If make sure that you're subscribed, you're subscribed so that you get notified when I go live because that that's how you're gonna know. Subscribe to um, the the uh, the chat. There's a chat bot that will that will tell you that I'm live. And when you do that, then when I'm able to go live, I'll do it in the morning. But I'm not gonna get up at like four in the morning to do it. Um, probably, but you never know. I might. Um, <laughs> But I'm just, I just, just don't be surprised if I'm a little bit scattered there. So, um, so I'll just, I just want you to be aware. I'll make sure that, um, I tell you every day, you know, when I'm going live the next day. And, uh, and then if I can't go live because I've got bad internet, what I will do is I'll film some video and I'll put them up and then you can comment under them. So I'm still gonna, you know, I want, I want to, I want to go, I want to bring you guys with me to Alaska. Um. And so that, that'll be fun. But I'll make sure that I take some video for you guys so that you can see what it's like there. And, um, and hopefully, um, you know, I'll be able to continue to go live every day. And if I can't, because it's bad internet, I'll just film a video for you. And so I'll put that up. All right. And it'll, it, it's hard because I, I love doing these. I love hanging out with y'all. So, um, so that's what I got for today. You guys have a fantastic day. All right. So remember, when you have anxiety... So we talked a lot today. We had a lot of um, topics. We talked about anxiety. We talked about exercise. We talked about meditation, and we did a guided meditation. And so um, when you have those racing thoughts, the first thing I want you to do is pause. Pause and take 10 deep breaths. Okay? And then, um, and then after that, I want you to... If you have the time and in your place, you can just stop and think about your breath. And just focus on your breath. Focus here. Breathing. In and out, in and out. Each breath is different. Thoughts go by like clouds in the sky. Okay? They're different, doesn't matter. They're not who you are. All right? That's how you do that. And then and then the other thing is when you find that you're you've got all this energy and you've got all this anxiety, move your body. Alright? That's the recap. Plus join menopause workshop and buy my books. <laughs> All right, everyone have a great day and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the Menopause Movement podcast and joining in. I really appreciate you. And if you liked it, please head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. That will really help us out. And don't forget to sign up for the Menopause Workshop. It's opening on July 18th. You can sign up at menopauseworkshop.com. I'll see you there.